All right, welcome to another episode of Times of Outdoors podcast. We're back again at the Outdoorama still. I'm here in Michigan, in Novi, Michigan. Uh, this is day four, and we're all ready to stop talking to people. I'm sure you are as well. Um, we got a first-time podcaster here, um, and I know him as the Eat Venison guy. Yep. Um, on social media, I've been following him for a little while. I started seeing, seeing little stickers and hashtags and people uh, taking notice of what he's got going on. So he was at the show, and we, we saw him. We thought he'd be a cool guy to have on the show and shoot, shoot the shit with. So, I don't know uh, about that cool. But I'm going we'll to let him go ahead and introduce himself. Uh, so my name is Tanner Flint. I uh, started to eat venison here in the uh, middle of October. Uh, been in the shirt and stuff game for about five to seven years now. So kind of that side of things kind of came naturally. But it was just another way to, well, partially fund some of my hunting trips. And then just been self-employed ever, well, since high school. So just keeping that rock and more customers we've actually started to get an international customer base now like we've had somebody from poland last month requesting an eat venison shirt so like Damn. venison's popular all over the world Apparently they know so, what venison is <laughs> yeah so i wasn't uh wasn't planning on that one really but so we just been getting some shirts and hats out there it's just something i mean something everybody can get behind i just think there's so much division you know whether you're eating spike horns or shooting whatever you know there's everybody picks sides and i just think it's something Everybody could just get behind, you know. At the it's end just, of the day, we're all eating venison. Yeah, yeah. right. It doesn't yeah. matter what. Like you could have a spike corner, a ten point, whatever. Yeah. So I want to break this down <clears throat> chronologically, okay? So you said you've been self-employed since you graduated high school. So, yeah. which was what? When did you graduate? So I graduated in 2014. Okay. And then I went to uh, Michigan Tech, and I uh, graduated there with a marketing degree in 2018. And so just kind of been doing my own and thing. And so 2018. So how long has Eat Venison been since 2018? No. Um, October of 2019. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, it was October 19th, 2019, and we launched the Facebook page. Okay. And then pretty much everything we've got going on now, like on our website, and that's been basically within the last two weeks, we've gotten it all. And so okay. I'm a screen printer and I have embroidery stuff by trade. That's yeah, kind of what I do. Yeah, I was going to that before. Yeah. Okay, so because you got a serious booth over there with like, like I had. So all I thought you were was like an instagram page facebook yeah. page and i was like oh this guy's got a cool he's got a cool little thing going i bet he could sell some shirts and hats with that shit on yeah and then you i go walk over around their the corner booth, and it's like okay <laughs> that's the most amount of shit i've ever seen shirts yeah. everywhere people coming in out you, you, yeah you like right it, now right? well we started with on the display right there there's over 600 hats okay so yeah we we brought down the full show here so and, and you're doing well yeah it's that's been awesome. pretty busy so good good for you man that's cool yeah like i said i thought it was just like a <laughs> social media thing and i was like i remember thinking oh this guy should sell shirts he's probably gonna make a lot of yeah <laughs> so yep. right right now you've got I, i've noticed the eat venison yep and then i've also noticed the eat walleye so we got you bought one didn't you, you i did yeah yeah we got some eat walleye uh we've got eat turkey the ever classic eat bass <laughs> and then um, it's a but, fav, but, fan favorite but yeah there may be another variation coming out here pretty soon but like bass but eating yeah, season so yeah drive fast you know the rest <laughs> so but we're basically yeah just started from the top because most people deer hunt you know if you're to ask somebody that hunts their venison hunt because basically during so all my classes up at tech you know i did a lot of stuff i was looking at actually going into micro brewing starting up a brewery but which is where i live it wasn't feasible but uh, so I did a lot of my research papers on kind of the hunting industry and the numbers and all that. So most people deer hunt. I mean, people deer hunt from Maine to California and well beyond. So it's there's you know whitetails and basically all the lower 48. And so, so you, you so you obviously grew up 
hunting deer and hunt, hunting oh, yeah. as a kid? When did, when did that start and how did you get into that? Forever. My dad took me out in car seats. Yeah. Like, I don't remember shooting the gun for the first time and somebody's like, yeah, I shot a gun for the first time. I'm like, that's awesome because I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember fishing for the <laughs> first really time. I don't remember shooting either. a bow for the first time. I don't remember going deer hunting for the first time. It's so just been young. forever. Like, my dad, we in car seats. Like, he was taking us out to the deer blind. And and where, where was this at? Where, where? Um, in the UP. Okay. So, yeah, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. It's about 45 miles west of the bridge. Okay. What, uh, so, what area in the UP are you in? Uh, about 45 miles west of the bridge. It's Nobbin Way. Okay. It's um, basically the geographic middle of nowhere. It's an hour and a half to everywhere you go. So it's we are in the middle of nowhere. There is a lot of state land, but um, historically, so my family actually moved there from Germany back in, well, early 1900s, basically post-World War I even, maybe even before that. And so they became dairy farmers. And so like on the road I live on, I have over a thousand acres of private land alone. So I've never had a need to hunt public. Jesus. So it's not. There's, we're not killing massive deer because there's basically a person on every forty. Now like we're really. Now we're really huge, making friends here. Yeah. yeah. So venison is <laughs> basically <laughs> such a huge thing, and that's the thing. Like I'm all for you know let them go, let them grow, all this stuff, but shoot mature deer. But the venison, like venison culture in the UP, is something that's totally different than sure. I think even anywhere else. Like if you don't have deer meat in your freezer, like it's going to be a rough year. Like grandma can't make venison chili because it's like. <laughs> you know, so it's it's something totally different. Like it it's just venison in the UP. It's I can't describe it any other way. Like well, the, yeah, go ahead. The deer hunting culture has gotten so deep into the QDM and um, you know I'll call it trophy hunting because that's what it, people hunt for the, the horns yep. are trophy. But you know most most people are still eating that venison. But it's gotten so deep into that that. Like you said, it, it's caused a lot of division where people uh, post a picture of their, their six-point they shot and they get a bunch yeah. of comments on Michigan Buck Pole and they're like, oh, you know, you should have let him go another year. I kind of make a joke now. If I see somebody shoot a big one, I'm like, yeah, that would have been a nice – you should have waited another year. Yeah, I mean, I always say that too. My belief is, I guess, it kind of goes – like, it's just being informed decisions and knowing where you're hunting, mm -hmm. knowing who your neighbors are, knowing who – just just having the information because – you know your deer are only going to get bigger as you let them grow yeah but hey i mean if there's somebody on every 40 acres and you see a nice little bass crack eight point like yeah he's probably going to get smoked if you let him go like up where we're at like it's right. happened to me it happens it's to me almost every single year the same down and, here. and you know and it's just like <clears throat> hey like congratulate the person you know it's like maybe educate him like my thing is don't complain right like right. if you want to shoot big deer you can't shoot big deer if you're shooting little deer. Right. Well, and you're but, not going to win anybody you know, over if you're an asshole to them. No, no. So, like, just don't complain about it is, like, my big thing. And I'm all about QDM. Yeah. It's So. I'm in on it. I yeah. do it myself. Because but. just my personal belief, I don't believe that shooting a spike horn is going to carry the next generation of hunters. I just don't think there's, there's that, like, the narcissistic level of social media and all mm -hmm. that, which, yeah, you don't want to say it's there, but it is there. Oh, for sure. And, yep. you know, and I just don't believe that shooting spike horn is going to carry the next generation of people. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I hope it does. If that's the case, if that's the way things go, I hope I'm wrong. But sure. And so that, that's the, we've been talking about this. At some point, there's some, there's like a rebuilding phase, just like all of the Detroit sports teams are in a rebuild phase where, to where the generation of people, I believe, that are shooting these spike horns that are they're they're getting out there for some kind of the, don't get me wrong in the up we've got property up there i know that there's a bunch of people up there that are 50 years old shooting spikes and four yeah. points but i what i've noticed is a, a bunch of people are kind of younger maybe our age 
maybe a little younger shooting all these deer and everybody's bragging on them, that's certainly not going to be like, well, if no. I can't shoot the spike, these guys are just kind of getting into it. I mean, yeah. you got to you got to graduate to shooting that, yeah. and eventually they're going to get to the point. Can't where I think everybody it's, to it's be kind of a self place. progression and self improvement. Exactly. Whether you know, like whether you're in weightlifting, you know, you got to start somewhere. You could be out of shape, and the next thing, you know, a couple of years you're going to be ripped. I don't know, but I my first buck was a four point. I thought it was a spike horn. Right. And now it's like I haven't even touched. You know, right. anything under an eight point. I, mean, I haven't shot a buck even in the last five years, just because I'm letting the small bucks go. Right, exactly. Right. This year I passed up a three and a half while he was about seventy yards. I didn't have range finder, nothing, crossbows. Like I just couldn't do it. Yep. So I just wasn't an ethical opportunity for me. But it's like I wouldn't be seeing those deer if I was shooting every spike horn that I saw. So it's, but it's self improvement. I'm not going to knock somebody for shooting, you know, their first bucks a spike horn, you know. Well, it it can take me, years to get to that spot. Right. To me, being a, a big QDM advocate and all that stuff on my chunk of property and everybody around me, it's easy for me to say like, I'm I'm, 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 I'm being picky. To, I'm being picky yeah. this year, and I'm going to grow as big a deer as I can because I've, I've been watching these deer grow. But also, I have to think and realize that QDM is a relative term to who your your quality deer management where does the quality line begin it's yeah. all person to person basis so you know i know the people that are like you know i'm just killing deer because i like venison yeah and good for you and I'm, i will never rag on nope. you for shooting a small deer unless you hunt on my parcel tony and you have and stop, rules. Shooting, <laughs> stop shooting small bucks yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know i feel like too that goes back to the complaining thing like if that's happening and they're not complaining about it yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If they're complaining, like all I do you, is you shoot. Can't, well, you can't complain. Too. If I hear someone complaining know? about not sh- shooting bigger bucks in the area they hunt, and then like, you go well, in the garage, and then there's all yeah. four. That's points. like well, my grandpa. He's 72 years old. Just turned 72. World or Vietnam vet shoots a spike horn every year because if I don't shoot it, my neighbor's gonna shoot it. And I've talked to four neighbors that had that buck on their trail camera, and he's the one that shot it. And I'm right. like, Grandpa, did you ever think you're the one? You're yeah. the neighbor. But at the same point in time, he's a 75, or, you know, 72 year old Vietnam vet, and it's like, go, Grandpa. You know, it's like yeah. you're getting your deer. Well, you know, wow. it makes him happy. Like I can't knock him for it. You know, it's it's just legal. There's no, yeah. You know, it's like cool. Grow, like, he growing did it. up, like I hope I'm out there at 72 smacking yeah, no deer. Yeah, no shit, right? You know, <laughs> a lot of people don't even get that opportunity. Right, especially being a veteran. That guy's so, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Growing up, I uh, I hunted in the Freeport area, Barry County. It's like by Grand Rapids. Yeah. And um, I, when I was a kid, you go to the bar in uh, in town of Shamrock, and there, if you shot a buck, you wrote what you shot on a paper plate in your name. And yeah. so the whole the whole bar would be covered in these paper plates with like four point spike i mean there was eights and tens you know there was you know nobody knew how big they were it was just a point system yeah and a buck was a buck was a buck and i i remember i i wanted to shoot a buck so bad i didn't care what it was and then i shot it for my first buck and then i just continued to shoot the same size deer and then my dad shoots this 120 inch eight point which it's a big deer, but it's not that big, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, it's to, a big deer compared to compared to like what we're looking at right here. Deer, right? Yeah. But it's a big deer compared to what I was shooting. It was the biggest deer I'd seen on our property at that point. I was like, holy cow! I didn't know that was here. So then I got this spark in my head. I wanted, so I started reading about that, and I remember I would piss my dad off. Uh, at, at the time, I'd be like, yeah, I actually bought him a QDM book one year for Christmas, <laughs> and I didn't even mean it as a, he was pissed, and he's probably gonna listen to this. He was not happy with me. He was like, this is my property. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. And I was like, and he yep. was right. And I look back at it now and I'm like, 
that probably probably would have pissed me off too. But he's even now, you know, he we were talking with the kids this year before the youth hunt. He's even said, you know, a lot of people are pa- are passing on the smaller deer in this area, and we're we're seeing bigger bucks on that property, yeah. including him. He's 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 letting deer walk, and he's shot some really nice bucks in the last few years. So you, it's a little bit at a time, and you can't get mad at people and whatever they want to shoot. If it's legal, it's yeah, it's good for them, you know. And I'm at the end of the day, it. we're eating venison. Yeah, yeah, we're eating venison. At the end of the day, because that's the thing, I don't know. I think that's what your whole thing gets people talking about, Because I'm a, just a gray area, like, we're a gray area business. Mm. Like, so many, and it's so tough to take a stand like that. Because yeah. it's like, shoot a spike horn. I don't care if it's legal, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but I like I like big bucks. Yeah, You know, that's what I go for. Maybe it's not your deal. Okay, yeah. cool. But whether, like... When you got back straps in a frying pan, it doesn't matter how big it was. Well, I got yelled was, at so. for not shooting a five point last year, but the person who yelled at yeah. me was nine. But and two, like people, you know, why didn't you shoot that deer? Yeah, if you want more venison, the older bucks have more. You know, it's undeniable. You know, the three and a half, four and a half year old deer is going to hold more venison than a year and a sure. half old buck. That, that is true. One hundred percent. So the um, yeah, that's that's the thing about it though is like you can't. I, I hunt on a lease with my stepdad and my two brothers. They haven't been deer hunting for very long and i tell them i'm like shoot whatever makes you happy yeah whatever you want to shoot you see a deer with horns shoot it and uh my like my stepdad passed on a couple deer the first season we were out there i'm like why did you pass on that well you know i know you pass on these deer and and i'm like but i've shot a whole bunch of those you've not shot a buck yet yeah shoot shoot it yeah I, i want you to shoot it yeah i'm not gonna be mad he's like oh all right so then the last two years he shot they're decent bucks yeah but um like i said it's it's where you are and you can't expect everybody else to be in the same spot you're at no so so i i noticed that uh, what is that pattern up here max four that's is, max one that's max one yeah. so so waterfowl hunting up there or what oh this is actually the sagebrush pattern so oh is it oh yeah nice. okay. some of them look a little funky yeah, yeah. we've actually found that max one fits in better than a lot of the other patterns through real tree, like on some of the fields that we hunt up there, because yeah. we're not hunting straight corn fields or anything in the UP. But. Yeah. But you use it, so you use a Max One sage grouse pattern for waterfowl. Every or? once in a while, like in our layouts, there's some fields. Okay. So there's one field, like believe it or not, it's kind of nasty. You go hunt out there, but it's like a septic waste field where they go and they'll like dump septic trucks. Oh, good. And That's so good. then they'll till it and everything. So you like, guys are laying down. It's not in like there. we're That's gonna neat. die, but. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not Sweet. the most uneasy feeling. Like you're not gonna go home and eat a sandwich after you <laughs> you just got done with that feeling. It's feel not like. gonna kill you. You wanna today. wash your hands first. Yeah, right, right. But um yeah, like when we're in there we'll brush in our layouts and then we'll like if your beanies they'll max one, it just blends right in with all the other weeds and stuff. That's awesome. It, it, so you guys uh, at Eat Venison, you obviously founded the, the company. Yep. Did you got some you got buddies with you or what do we got? Um I got some buddies helping me out. Okay. I had Actually, I had five buddies helped me. I had one guy recruited out of Battle Creek this weekend, and then got a guy down from the Thumb area, Mayville, today. And these are all just so, word-to-mouth social media guys or guys that you These are guys that with? I knew. Well, some of them I knew. One I've known. The guy that's with me today I've known from um, just family friend. He had a cabin up north by us. And then he's big into everything. They're hunting everywhere. And then the two guys I had yesterday I met up at Michigan Tech, and I've actually hunted with all those guys up there. And then the guy I had before I met through another friend. And he's just a super big hunter. You guys do a bunch so, of grouse hunting up there? I normally don't do a whole lot. My passion's uh, duck hunting. Duck hunting? So, okay. yeah. So I do a lot of that. And then yeah. every once in a while, we'll go to Canada every couple years for big week, like a week of grouse hunting or that. 
I mean, if I see him, I'm, I'm pretty opportunistic. So whatever's in season, whatever's happening, we're getting after you it. Fit, so. You fit in good at times up outdoors. You do the same thing. You guys what? can talk about duck hunting a lot. What? Uh, yeah, and that's what I'm gonna do. What do you? What's the difference in the duck hunting from down here? I don't know how much in the in the lower you you've duck hunted down. So here. I was actually we did a couple hunts down in um, over by Battle Creek this year. You hunt, uh, I, you I hunted uh, Muskegon wastewater. What was that? You hunting a big lake over there? Uh, we hunted just fields. Okay. So the guy was with me. He's uh, Alex Ziegler. He does like Z Squad Outdoors and that's whatever weird, else that's they his do. Last name. They do all that stuff and but he they own I. I believe a little over a thousand acres and they're farming about 3,500 and then they've all their friends are farmers so they all have property the one guy we were with it was Horton Farms he said they his family owns 4,500 acres so just cornfields galore oh man like they've they've got the lockdown on the birds it almost wasn't sporting compared to like hunting in the UP it was, yeah right it was that, that, that's what that was my question I mean up there so we've got a I was telling you earlier we got a cabin in Sydney this over okay. by like Bruce Crossing yep. and the Watton area over in the the uh, Ottawa National Forest public landowner right in there they it's actually my buddies he owns like 120 acres yep. in the middle of the forest right on a lake and everything it's cool we do a lot of grouse hunting up there and i brought my decoys one day and my buddy keeps telling me he's like there's no ducks up here you know you're not going to be able to get on ducks on the water and i'm like oh, oh yeah so we just grouse hunted grouse hunted and we weren't doing so good because there's two feet of snow on the ground and drive by one of these lakes on the way home just loaded with hooded mcgansers and the west like, the west end is really good yeah so i was wondering what how your numbers are up there compared to what you were shooting down so here. it depends also on where you're at in the up so the west end you never know what you're gonna get i love hunting up at michigan tech because well i'd schedule my classes around it and we'd go out four <laughs> to five <laughs> days awesome. a week in the morning <laughs> and there's so much public land up there but you get widgeon pushes blue wing teals like you never knew what was going to come through like we've seen all the way from golden eagles to like Mm-hmm. Widgeons, pintails, like you name it. Like you're not gonna get full numbers. Your mallards, bluebills, that's your big thing. Um, kind of more centralish. That's where we are. You're mainly getting mallards and geese. Right. Like if you see a widgeon where we're at, it's like, oh my goodness, like what is that? Yep. I don't and, know what um, that is. Yeah. Some of my buddies don't know what it is, and because yeah. they just the, never seen it. it. A widgeon. A widgeon? Yeah, I'm not a big. Uh, so it's just a. Uh, it's considered a gray duck for the most part. Okay. And then um, early season, they're gray. But so you get down south, they're called cotton tops because they're gray, but then they have like a white patch on their head with like a little green by their eye. Do they taste good? And they're good? pretty awesome. They taste good to me. They, they taste, they're comparable to I a guess mallard. These guys, yeah. yeah, they're like kind of like field, they're dabbling ducks. Yeah, they're dabbling ducks. These so. guys got me into uh, duck hunting and geese, hunt, geese hunting and turkey hunting. I've always just deer hunted and rabbit hunted and pheasant oh, yeah. hunted. That's it. And I fished a lot growing up, but yeah. um, then certain times up. John and Nico, the other guy's not here today. They really got me into waterfall yeah. hunting, but I'm a complete moron when it comes to any yeah. turkeys, waterfall. I'm like, what? just we, whatever. We got an episode of his first duck hunt ever, and he's like, the whole time I'm like, the whole yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it, you know, we you do layouts mostly. You guys do eight yeah. frames and stuff down yeah. there, I'm sure. Layouts. Yeah. So you know, being in a blind or a layout, you're just kind of sitting there watching them work and. To you or me, it's second nature to you know watch them come in. All right, that's not the one. Nope, they're not done. Like okay, they come in, they're cupping. You're like, all right, now, boom, let's go on a boom. N- nothing needs to be said. But yeah. The whole time, these dudes, we got like 30 birds working our spread. Scott's just like <laughs> gun on his shoulder the whole time, just pointing at the dust. Oh yeah. And I'm well, I'm over there trying to film, dude. Like, like no, 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 don't shoot. And I'm thinking that he's just gonna just start blasting away at these things. I'm like, it's not ready yet. And then they finally come in cup, and we're like, all right, kill them. <laughs> they told me, they told me keep your eyes down. <laughs> So the whole time I was like this, and I couldn't see anything. 
and then they would say kill them and I I haven't even I don't even know where they are because I'm looking down like this so I was like if I keep my gun up, at least that's one step closer to me. Because now I have to look up and find them. Oh, there they are. You just fire, just dump your gun and just miss. Like anything? You got one, I think. Yeah, that's like me and buddies. I get a lot of people into it. Uh, when I was up in Houghton, I actually, the one year I set a record for myself, I hunted with 23 different people oh, over the course of the season. And this year, I was, I think I hit 20. And um, But yeah, up there, and I, my one buddy. And I got kind of got him into the duck hunting. He's deer hunting back home. And... We landed, there was one flock of geese on this area of public land. We had a carried, we had a wheelbarrow with a flat tire and we carried in 20 full bodies, two layouts, our guns and everything over a mile into this public area. <laughs> Worst idea ever, we would never do it again. But we had these group, there was 20 geese and I, I saw them fly over, we had some 15 yards straight up. I was like, okay, take them. Well, I didn't realize we couldn't see, we were so brushed in that there were geese five yards from our feet on the ground even. Oh, just they came they were in there, right they, were, they were everywhere. So I start up and start shooting. I was okay, shoot him. And I get up. And I was like, whoa. Well, he's like, gets up. And I dump two of them. Should have had three. And then had him like look on his side. He was on my left. I'm like, did you get anything? He's like, no. He's like, I was so flabbergasted. I just got up and I just shot. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just, yeah, a lot of fun. But, yep. Yeah, yeah, there's a learning curve. Definitely to the, the a first. Yeah, learning curve and a wow factor to see. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you're in a good spot and you're. You, so you know, much. The spot that we were hunting with him, we knew we were going to get big flights oh in. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. There was yeah. ducks everywhere. They kept telling me, like, it's not always like this. Because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, holy crap, I'll give up a couple days of deer hunting for this. That was always my thing is anytime I've ever been asked to go duck hunting, I didn't want to go duck hunting because I was deer hunting. Oh, yeah. It's always so deer hunting. I thought, well, this is amazing. I'll yeah. give up a couple days of deer hunting to do this. I still would. Um, just on the off chance that it's that good again. That right. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Making a waterfowl looks good, especially, and I, I, I enjoy it just because I, I run dogs, and I can go out there with just a camera and a dog. And you yeah. like waterfowl a little bit more than you like deer hunting, don't you? Yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah. No. Same here. No, I do. I think. Same here. Just to yeah. me, because it's like... The eat venison guy? Like the it. eat venison guy. Believe it. Okay, so oh, I am man. also a numbers guy, right? Yeah. And the most people by numbers hunt venison. Yes. And so we are going down from there. I grew up deer hunting, too. That was my first, I guess, passionate Passion, hunting. right. But being up in school, the main reason I converted was I at Michigan Tech. We were studying all the time. Like, it never stops at Michigan Tech. Like, I was a business major even, and it still never stops. And so I didn't want to be on the weekends. I didn't want to be, you know, alone in the woods more. I'm already alone in the library for 15 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be in the woods not talking to anybody. Like, when we're going out, we're having fun. Yeah, That's know? actually what I, my biggest takeaway of that first duck hunt was uh, I like deer hunting. I like the solitude of it. I almost don't want, like, when he's like, hey, I got the day off, you want me to come film you? I'm like, I kind of like, I don't really want you to. I want to, yeah. I'll self-film. I like that solitude, but it's a different kind of fun altogether when you're with a group of people and you can yeah. talk and you're laughing and you're, you're you know, killing a bunch of tasty yeah. ducks. It's a, it's a, it is a different experience for sure. And that, that's, to me, I, I enjoy that more. You know, I get to, my, my best friend is my dog, so I get to hunt with him. I can't bring him out deer hunting. You know, so it's just a, a whole different experience. I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I will be chasing a big Sandra Bullock this year. So I named my buck Sandra Bullock, but I don't know why. Yeah, I but, think it's such a difference. It's, it's almost seems like the reward system's different, you know. Like right. when you shoot a deer, it's like so much at one time. Yeah, you like just, you may cry, you may be whatever. Jump. You get so yeah, right. emotional. Oh. But, like, as long as you're getting good duck spots, you're probably dumping ducks every day. 
Sure. Every time you yep. go out, you're at least warming the barrels. You know, it's like so. It's not as like it's hey, more of a got, sustained you know, adrenaline yeah. versus. It's, it's you more know. fun versus all the didn't see anything, didn't see anything, didn't see anything, yeah. didn't see anything, didn't see anything. Oh, we finally got one. You know, yeah. versus you know, you're getting some action every morning. When I I getting back to the eating part, I uh, took a couple ducks home. And then we went goose hunting a couple times. I took a couple geese home, and I cooked them a few different ways. And uh, some people told me I wasn't going to like them, and just make jerky out of them is what I was told a lot. But I, I cooked them up a few. I grilled the duck breasts. I made duck nachos one night, and just yesterday we were eating two of the goose breasts that we shot on the late season. And it was, I liked it so oh, much yeah. that while we were goose hunting, I was filming. And I put my camera down because they started to salivate at the thought of eating geese. So I wanted to make sure I got at least one to take home. Yeah. So So if you don't know anything about Scott, he does CrossFit. He's very, very adamant about that. He hunts from a saddle. I'm a saddle hunter. And he also sous vide meat. I sous vide so, my meat. I don't know. Those three things. Yeah. Go so hand I sous vide those sure. geese. You know what? I don't. I didn't see you having a problem eating that goose. No, breast. it was. It was. It was. That was the best breast goose I've ever ate. <laughs> Because I don't know, have you heard of the sous vide? Oh yeah, yeah it's that's the new it's like, hip it's thing. It's a new hip thing. It's a trendy thing. <laughs> I want to try one. I want to get one. I actually was talked into buying it by the most unhip, like trendy person ever. It was Tommy Fortunate. Really? He's, yeah, he's the one that was like, he, we were working out one day. He's like, you got to get this thing. It's called a sous vide. And I'm like, I've heard of that on Brunello's podcast. You just boil yeah. it. Yeah, because it's you're cooking it. Because that's the tough thing about waterfowl. It's like. You're cooking it and you think it's okay, and even like a mallard breast, if you don't cut it in half or something, you're like, oh, it's cooked, and you cut it in half, and it's like blood red, like yeah. the thing's still flying, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe we should cook it a little get more. it right where you need it. Yeah. 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 It's nice. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Like you said, eating at waterfall is, is different. If you if you are a goose eater or you're duck hunter, you don't like ducks, it's because you're overcooking it. Stop yeah, cooking it. Definitely. Just throw it over the fire for a minute, and then it's done. What, um, so you guys got... Yeah, is this your sole business? What you do for a living? This. Um, I have another business. So this is like a secondary brand that we're starting. Okay. More of a national brand. What's your other brand? So it's uh, called the 906 Hunting Company. Okay. And, and the original, how this all started, is I wanted to make professional hunting and fishing videos. Ever since I've been like five and six. So he's like, like Nico. So yeah. I, I grew up and I would come downstairs on Saturday. I wouldn't watch cartoons. I'd throw in the Babe Winkle in VHS, <laughs> and we'd watch that thing. Like I I'd hope watch my it son does that. Shit. See him the trying time. to fucking lean over. And that so boat. like from five and six, I knew that I was gonna make professional hunting and fishing videos. Like I've just, this has always been my thing. Yeah. And um, so. I was going to tech, I knew I was going there. I was supposed to be going for engineering. I was gonna do either like uh, weapons engineering for like basically military grade rifles, compound bows, shotguns, something of that sort. Then I switched the day classes started my freshman year. I was like, nope, can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we went with marketing, cause I had already had my shirt business running by then for about well, a year and a half. I started it was a junior in high school. And so I started that, we were selling shirts because I needed money for camera gear. And so now that kind of flipped because the shirt business took off so good. Now I have a retail store, and it's like, crap! Now I can't go hunting. So now you got no time. In the store, you've got the money for the camera gear. Now you yeah, got the camera gear. You haven't started filming your hunts yet. Not very much because when I get out, <laughs> it's like it's extra work. Yeah, it and is. so it's now this year, basically with this, because I also had a custom screen printing business on part of that. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're printing our own shirts. We might as well print other people's shirts, and then everybody needs their shirts yesterday. Yeah. So. That's a big thing to deal with, but now that we kind of got this going, it's just a secondary brand, more hunting, because for the 906 Hunting Company, it's all like UP stuff, Michigan stuff, mm -hmm. trying to not be in like the average trinket shop on US2, a tourist trip. Right, right. And, but if you're in Wyoming, what does 906 mean to you? 
nothing. Nothing. California, nothing. Yeah, if, you right. have tie, if you don't have ties to it, it means nothing. Yeah, right. And so this stuff, we've already, you know, we've it's sent. Like the M22. We've sent some apparel all the way from Maine to California, cool. Florida, Minnesota already. I haven't really tried in a way. You know, we've just kind of been getting our little base going. And it's like, okay, like. You guys are growing way faster so. than you expected. Yeah. Which well, look is at, good. Look at the catching deers, guys. They started selling hats and shirts because they had a catchy little term, and now they have. Yeah. Now they they have a show on Carbon TV as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. The show might have started before, the shirts and stuff, but still, either yeah. way, that's people buy catching deer. I mean, they, they essentially they did the same thing. They yeah. just they did the they had a catchy phrase, and they started doing stupid facebook yep. videos yeah the- see because the guy's a comedian you guys know kind of the, the backstory of some of this stuff no, no. i have no idea so bud fisher is kind of he's hilarious i believe he's kind of like a stand-up comedian in a way rod daniels yeah he's, he's like a stand-up comedian shit. yeah so bud fisher's brother is mike fisher i know that yeah that, yeah, yeah. he's Underwood's. also married to carrie underwood yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it also helps they got some connections yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Money. when they're making those yeah. videos <laughs> i mean because like yeah they're, they're awesome videos it's awesome stuff you can't get it wrong but it's kind of like well, those are some good connections to have. Right, you know? yeah. It's like, like, oh, by the it's way, like, it's I've like, got yeah, all these famous pretty good people. quality stuff. Yeah. So. So if anything, we'll probably wrap this up just because you got to get back to your amazing booth over there and sell some more shirts. But uh, if anything, if you could get anything out of Eat Venison brand other than making money, making off money, it, what what would it be? What would it? So. What, I guess the goal of it is just advocacy for the outdoors without being sponsor hungry. I feel like so many people are in that sponsor, 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 and it gets a lot of people by. It's a lot. Of, it it has its place. Like companies need promotion, all that jazz. Whatever company you're in, it could benefit you. Like you guys have its partnerships. Awesome, awesome stuff. With my gig, it's like. Well, I'm already selling. If I could sell enough shirts, I can give you an honest feedback on, be your you know, own be my own person. Like, yeah. right. I, I think within the next 10 years, so right now everybody's sponsor happy, everybody's pro staff happy, everybody's, and it's like, but are you being honest? Does that product okay. suck? Yeah. And it's just like, I it think does. whoever wears a Sitka <laughs> jacket with first light pants and tells the truth that Sitka pants were terrible and, you know, first light jackets were terrible, but hey, we're going to wear them together because that's what works <laughs> that's for what me. That's you wanted. That's what worked hey, for you. Hey, I think, yep. I think that honesty is the best policy over the next 10 years in the outdoor industry. I, I, I completely agree. agree. I agree with you 100%. We, we are all on the same page. We, we're not pro so, staff. We're not sponsored yeah. by anybody. We have partnerships with some, some Yeah, and, and a lot of that stuff works because, I mean, I've seen it with my retail business. Like, I've partnered with people. Like, mm-hmm. I have a marketing agree everything has its place but just kind of the place we're doing is try to be almost like we get to be our own person yeah. we're not so for us it's if we take we're not because we're not selling something so yeah we have to have some way of making money but yeah if we're taking a sponsor that's what's great about our we have we're, we have full-time jobs with firemen yeah so we don't like this isn't paying our bills so we can slowly find that sponsor that we like because we like their product, not because they want to give us money. Yeah, right. So if that takes us another year or two, whatever, I'm not going to jump in bed with a company that we don't even, yeah. we've never used. We've never, like we've had partnerships come and approach us like Bully's Game Calls. He came over and talked to us for a little while. Nico went over there, checked out his Game Calls, bought a bunch, and really liked them. And then the guy was like, hey, let's work out a partnership. So we have a partnership with him. We actually really like his stuff. We're yeah. using his stuff. If like, use it, great, promote yeah. it. Like we're know, not gonna we're not gonna place. say we're sponsored or we're we're using this and then yeah. put it away and actually take out our you know right what yeah. what they did and they, what what they don't what the people don't see is that everything here is that 
is what we use because it's a good quality product. They don't see the fact that the dude, I'm not going to mention names, who gave me a duck call, and they said use this, this was last year, gave me a duck call, I said he's from a local place, and I used it, and that thing is now in the lake. I'm not... Yeah. Uh, you threw up, it in the lake? Yeah, I straight up told him, like, yeah, I'm not... Yeah. I, I no, will not use that duck call ever. And so I'm not going to just, oh, well, you, what if I give you 10 grand? Nah, no. I'm yeah. good. I don't need it. I got a job. Yeah, you guys us. are doing the same so thing. That's just kind of the goal, yeah. Because, I mean, that is my job. So, like, we have to sell stuff in order to make money and keep doing right, this stuff. Right, but you're going like, to sponsor yourself. Yeah, we're sponsored ourselves. We can do what we want. Mm. We're not tied it down. It keeps you real. It gives yeah. you that ability. Yeah. And it's I just, like, that. cool. You know, and it cool. gives us a platform to talk about some of this stuff. Like, hey, shoot his plate corn if it makes you happy. Hey, yeah. your deer are going to grow if you let them go. You yep. know, like, we're talking about we have an eat bass hat. Everybody's like, well, eating bad no who would do that it's like <laughs> well hey couldn't you use it as a platform to talk about this is why people don't eat them right you know we, people mm -hmm. want to eat musky hat yeah. you know what it would be have to eat have an eat musky oh, hat so people, people were so gonna angry. get so oh, like, so mad want, so mad i want to eat bald eagle but hat. it's kind of like what if what if we couldn't, <laughs> okay so you had an eat bald, bald eagle hat right we had somebody i've had somebody request and eat it was some owl because it was in his relative's wood lot that's fancy but anyways, it was in this woodlot. They couldn't sell their woods. They lost like over a hundred thousand dollars because this owl was nesting in here. So he wanted an eat whatever hat. Oh my gosh! And so okay, you know, say eat bald eagle hat. Why can't we sell an eat bald eagle hat? But advocate for the restoration of eagle of habitat. Eagle habitat. Yeah. You know, yeah. like because like, there's the whole be there's the whole two kind of funny. There's the whole two percent for conservation yep. stuff. All this stuff. I think it's great. I'm still tempted. Am I going to join it? I don't know. But to me, it's like. Well, if a company's worth a crap, do they really need that on, you know? It's like kind of like Tommy Boy. Well, you could buy a certified piece of crap, and it's still certified. <laughs> right. Right, you know? I mean, stick your head up a It's like, if, if you're a good company, like, you should be doing these things already. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. so that's kind of a thing. Can we use this as a platform to, you know, eat yeah. trout? Well, there's those hardcore guys. You can't eat a trout. Catch and release but only. It's, but it's yeah, like, musky well, guys might be the worst you know, ones, though. But it's like, can we advocate for musky habitat? Can we add, you know, <laughs> right. there's there's different things you can do with this. Yeah, yeah it's just for sure. basically a talking platform. Because, I mean, it gets people fired up. Oh, so it does. Yeah. It's just a talking point. And that's one thing I want to do, too, is like have a family thing. Like, if you see somebody with it, like, oh, how do you like your venison cooked? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not about antlers. It's not about deer age. It's not, how do you yeah. like your venison cooked? It cuts board, you know, boundaries, you yep. know. So I guess that's kind of my big. So, Real quick, deals. before we end this, give yourself a quick plug on both your businesses. Real quick, how can we reach you? How do people reach out? So, just uh, the 906 Hunting Company, if you're in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, or 45 minutes west of the bridge, and just UP stuff. And then just Eat Venison, we have t-shirts, hats, that sort of deal. And just eatvenison.com, Facebook, socials, all, everything's just Eat Venison. So, just two words, Eat Venison. <laughs> we'll put the links to it in the uh, show notes as well. Yeah, in the show notes, yep. We appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, thanks for awesome, having man. Man. Oh, yeah, man. First podcast, got that over with. So. Cool. So now you can, any other podcast you go on, you got to say, well, my first one was with Times Up Outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, man. Thanks, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Take it easy. Thanks. Take care. Good stuff, man.